what are you buying? Oh, good, you're awake. <laughs> oh, good, you're awake. And welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, reading A Clash of Kings. I am Zach, and as always, sitting here next to me is my co-host, Nate. You know, and then you wonder why I come in all on a down note when you're like, you're like, all upbeat, and now I... let's bring in Nate. Why are you so depressed, Nate? What's your problem? I don't. I don't ever ask why you're depressed because I True don't story. care about that. Yeah, me either. Anyway, <laughs> your mental health is zero, bro. If you've joined us before, you know that we are full spoiler. If you haven't, uh, you might want to make sure you're caught up because otherwise, we just. Don't I mean, care. what are you even doing with the holidays? Spending time with family. Read books. Read man. books and isolate yourself. Yeah, like the best way to live. Grow up. Come on, listeners. Come grow on. up. Get yourself some nice warm tea or coffee or whatever other warm beverage or cold. I don't give so a shit. So a little fun fact. Today we are recording this on Christmas Day. Yeah. Ching, ching, ching. Because we're behind on our recording we're behind, schedule. But, yeah, the holidays have mucked it all up. But, yeah, this is a special little holiday ho-ho-ho episode. Yeah. I guess. Do they have Christmas in Game of Thrones? Is that a thing? I don't even no kind of no, well, the, I guess there's no Jesus Christ. <laughs> they have the Yule Ball. They have the Yule Ball. No, no, that's Harry Potter. Yeah, that's okay. That's just where teenagers get to be angsty, Hell wizards, yeah. and try to get laid. Hell yeah. Anyway, we read Game of Thrones, and if you joined us last episode, we read we were, Song of Ice and Fire. And if you joined fuck. us, if you joined us last episode, we had read Catelyn one. Catelyn's first episode where she was joining Rob during his first big council meeting as king in the north. We learned that Tywin is amassing another host at Casterly Rock, and Rob doesn't give a shit. He kind of gives a shit, but we also learned he's sending Theon out to Pike. To Pike? To Pike. To Pike we go. We're sending the pike. Yeah, I guess the fuck you, but, uh, I mean, hi, I'm Zach. I'll be apparently just saying stupid shit like calling <laughs> a song of uh, a song of ice and fire Game of Thrones. But yeah, he uh, he's heading with the Malisters to Seaguard first to drop right, off some right. hostages, and then from there to Pike to treat with his father. Yes, Pike, Pike, Pike. Pike. Yes, also a cleric in Critical Role, which is a great D and D show. You should watch it by uh, voiced and played by Ashley Johnson. Pike is, yeah. Who's a badass. She's amazing. Badass. Anyway. <laughs> Video game stuff. Anyway. This episode, we were reading Tyrion 2 of Clash of Kings. And so last time when we joined Tyrion, he was arriving at King's Landing, or had just arrived, actually, in King's Landing. He had spoke with the kids a little bit, greeted them, and then went and had a chat with Cersei he Lannister. give his sister to business. And not just Cersei. The whole small council was there when he first arrived. So. Yeah, he basically said, yeah, I'm I'm sitting in for my father. That's, that's what's happening. And then Cersei got very upset, and they had a private discussion where Tyrion said... If you basically assist me and don't be dumb about it, we can keep Joffrey on the throne, which is what everybody wants, but we've got to fix your fuck-ups that you have allowed to happen because father isn't happy. And just kind of reminding her of Cersei's place as yeah. she's getting a little out of line, as is Joffrey. We got a pretty good idea of how shitty King's Landing is currently as he took some 
a little stroll through the city on his way to visit Shay, and was greeted by Varys, who also knew where Shay was. And they had a fun little chat, posed, as they Varys do. Varys posed a riddle, and yeah, Tyrion and Shay went to bed. And so this chapter picks up as Tyrion and Jano Slint are having some dinner together, and it says that Jano Slint was a butcher's son, and he laughed like a man chopping meat. <laughs> yeah, he, and that's, um, I think it's, and not to put down butchers in any way, but the more metaphorical butcher, you know, he's just a simple savage man. He just doesn't give a fuck. But they're in the small hall, which we learned from Ario chapters early on in Game of Thrones, isn't because it's actually small. It's just smaller than the Great Hall. Mm. And it's only them and some servants and Tyrion asks Janos if he wants another cup of wine, who does, because he's a fucking drunk, and he's he starts spewing off shit, and this is where, like, the first, I think it's right off the bat, we see how much of a douchebag he is, because I don't think he knows shit about wine. He's mm. he's a he's an up-fucking-jump, you know, butcher's son shit. Like, yeah, right off the bat we get, because Tyrion, he, he, as his cup was filled, he takes a pretty healthy gulp, and Tyrion notes that he was not a man for sipping. And he had noticed that relatively early on about Jano Slynn. Yeah. And so right off the bat, we're getting that Tyrion is watching this man and his mannerisms and realizing that he's a glutton. He's going to keep filling up on whatever it is he's got because he thinks he's living the high life right now. Yeah, and so I was pointing out he um, he tried to call out what kind of wine it was, where it was made, the arbor, he says. And Tyrion corrected him, saying it was Dornish Dorn. wine. Um and like I said, I think that's him trying to live above his station and act, oh, this is this kind of wine, isn't it? And, like, it almost seemed like, would, wouldn't would Arbor wine be harder to come by currently with the war and just outside stuff anyway? Like, he just seems like he's trying to shout out and act like he knows what he's talking about with theory. And yeah. Trying to keep up to that It, it sounds like he it's it's an up-jump lord. He doesn't, he he's not used to drinking Dornish right. reds and Arbor reds with, High Lords like Tyrion or the Hand of the King, like this is all new for him. So yeah, he's absolutely yeah. blundering his way through. And he, yeah, he, you know, you have a gift for words, my Lord Tyrion, and you tell a troll tale, troll. Yeah. And so we get there that he likes Tyrion. He thinks he's funny. He's having, he's having a great fucking yeah, time. Yeah, he's tonight. eating it up. And Tyrion notes that he was well and truly drunk as the buffoon begins spilling some wine down his front in his excitement. Yeah, and, and so I notice he's also fluffing up Janos here because he compliments him reminding him that I'm not a lord as you are a simple Tyrion will suffice for me mm. Lord Janos kind of reminding him that no technically speaking like if I wasn't hand you would be higher than me at the moment because you're you know a lord I'm not I'm a lord's son and as he's watching him Tyrion notes that he'd taken it easy on the wine tonight but he was quite full as his first act after taking up residence in the Tower of the Hand was to inquire after the finest cook in the city and take her into his service and so over a very fine meal him and Janos had discussed the taking of Heron of Janos taking Heron Hall and Tyrion had called it a grim place and costly and some say cursed and Janos being the bold new lord, should I fear a pile of stones? You must be bold to rise, as I have. You would know. You are a bold man, too. Small, mayhaps, but bold. I sense it. Like, fuck off. Shut up. I'm bold because I 
happened. Did to, shit, shitty yeah. things to get my work my way. Well, that's climb my like way that's up. it. Is this opportunity fell into his lap by ha- or the circumstance of, yeah. of all the different shit of Littlefinger starting. He happened to make it the city he guard, wasn't, the he, lord yeah. there, and then Littlefinger was buying them out, and he was just a dirty fucking. He happened to be Lord Commander yeah. at the time. It wasn't anything Jano Slint did. So right. it's, to, to like boast, like yeah. I'm a bold man to take what is rightfully mine as a lord. It's a fuck off. Yeah, so Tyrion turns the topic to his replacement mm-hmm. as Lord Commander of the City Watch, saying, you know, I've taken a look at the list of names, and I think he said six names were provided to him. Um, Al-Ardim! Al-Ardim is your man, he's a good man, and loyal if it pleases the so, king. So, I have one note about Al-Ardim, and it's just in parentheses here. Fuck Al-Ardim. Fuck Al-Ardim. I... For, I don't like I don't like his name. I don't Fuck like you, Al Ardim. I don't obviously like the shit that he pulls that we get a little more here in detail in a bit, but fuck Al Ardim. Mm. Fuck him. And Tyrion kind of gives us an idea that he seems to be a shitty person, but he asks about uh, somebody else that he's considering, Jacelyn Bywater. Jacelyn? Jacelyn? I was saying Jacelyn, yeah. so I like Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah, captain of the Mudgate for three years. He served with Valor during the Greyjoys Rebellion, and he was knighted by Robert himself at Pike. He lost his hand during the fight, but, you know, he's still a well-enabled man. Look at Donald Noy. He lost some shit, and he still serves the Night's Watch amiably. To which, about Sir Jacelyn, Janos replies that he's a queer dog. Men don't like him, and he's a cripple to boot. Traded his hand for a sir, and then Janos laughs, and that's not really an equal trade in my mind. Alar deems the man you want, and just keeps pushing him, pushing yeah, cause, him, pushing uh, him. Uh, Janos says, yeah, he's not liked by the men, but Tyrion says Jacelyn Bywater is liked in the streets. But he's not liked. But uh, Deem is not liked in the streets. Not to mention that little brothel incident. He says, mm. and so Slint defends the guy, saying, "You know, he was. He told the woman to stand aside. Like he said, it, it, it was supposed to. This is just what he was doing. He was just following orders. There's nothing wrong with what he did." Um, and we, I think we learn here in a second anyway. But if not, um, that. He was sent in by uh, apparently Cersei to kill the bastard of Robert Baratheon. Yeah, Bara, if you remember from way back when. Yeah, Tyrion isn't having any of his explanation and says, "Still, mothers and children. He might have expected that she would try to save her babe." And so, yeah, Deem was sent there to kill the child. Told the mother to stand aside. She didn't do so. The mother got killed along with the child, and so. Tyrion asks him, why did you choose Deem for this unhappy task? (sighs) And Slint replies, a good commander knows his men. Some are fit for one job, some for another. Doing a babe, still on the tit, that takes a certain sort. Not every man would do it, even if it was just a whore in her whelp. And the word whore, of course, makes Tyrion think of Taisha and Shay and all the other women. And... I think it's interesting that we're only in Clash of Kings. We're only in what fucking the eighth chapter of Clash of Kings, and he's all you know. He's just so heavy with the word whore being a trigger for Tyrion. Yeah, like so early on, it's insane. Yeah, and Janos continues just prattling on. Hard man for a hard job is deemed. Does as he's told, and never a word afterward. And so Tyrion asks the million-dollar question of who sent you after the whore's bastard. 
And oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm much too clever for that. I didn't write any quote there. He's no, just, then that's fuck the acts. quote. Yeah. I mean, Slynn essentially thinks he's catching Tyrion in something. Tyrion's being quite open about this at this point. Yeah, that wasn't like, like he was trying to sneak information yeah, by. So, but Slynn thinks, oh, you thought you could trick me. He takes more than wine and cheese to make Jano Slint tell more than he should. Never a question and never a word afterward. Not from me. And Tyrion says, as with Deem, it would seem. As with Deem, it would seem. Do, 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 do. But he says, Tyrion goes on and says, whoever fills the king, uh, whoever the king names will have a hard time filling your armors, Lord Janos. Lord Mormont faces that very same issue. And Slint is extremely confused. Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Lord Commander Jor Mormont of the Night's Watch, he's looking for a replacement as well. Tyrion dangling it right in front of him. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, he. Uh, when I visited, he mentioned he was concerned about finding a good man to take his place after he should die. The Watch sees so few good men, he'd sleep easier with a man like you or the valiant Sir Alardim beside him. And Slint roars in laughter at this small chance of that. (laughs) 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 And so Tyrion's Tyrion's like, yeah, well, nobody ever thought that Ned would lose his head out on the Sept of Baelor either. Yeah, one would think, but life takes queer turns. Consider Eddard Stark. I doubt he imagined his life ending on the steps of Baylor's set. Like, yeah, fucking nailed it. Like that's and that's I think that's the perfect epitome of what Eddard Stark's death is. It's not so much like, oh, he's the main character. Like, obviously, it was John and Arya. And it's Danny. the circumstances it's the circu- around his of death. Like, God damn, of all like people. here now, and he just confessed to something he didn't do. And so I think Tyrion really symbolizes how. This world feel, I mean, logical people in this world feel about Eddard Stark's death and kind of helps summarize for me a little bit of what I think about Eddard Stark's yeah. death, which is, yeah, like, it's just well, sort and of the, Tyrion the even mocks it because he tells Janos, man, I wish I could have been there because then they say even Varys was surprised, yeah. which I think is a neat little nod to show that you know, because we knew about his plans, that he was, you know, talking to Ned, convinced him to try to take the black, and that that was something Cersei would agree to. So the fact that Tyrion points that out, that Varys, you could, even the people saw that Varys was surprised well, that's, of all people. That's, that's the hint here that we're getting into dangerous territory, because Tyrion's pissed about this, because it's Eddard Stark dying. That, that fucked up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And so the, him saying they say even Varys was surprised is like, that's how fucking stupid, yeah. like, even... Ver- and well, because that's Janos' laughs, and he's like, ah, the spider thinks he knows everything, but he didn't know that, did he? And Tyrion asks, how could he, while putting the first hint of a chill in his voice? He'd helped persuade my sister to let Stark be pardoned on condition that he took the black. And so, yeah. Where Tyrion is now starting to lay it out. My sister Cersei. It's starting to show that he knows more than Janos. The queen regent in Swint swallowed. As to that, the king himself commanded it. And Tyrion says, the king is 13. And he asks to see. 
he's, his he's, clasp, he looks his little at sigil. The, yeah, his, his little fucking... arrowhead or the spear point with the blood on the it. The red enamel took. blood, Tyrion says, is a shade much. But tell me, my lord, did you choose? Did you drive the spear into the man's back yourself, or did you only give the command? And so now Tyrion's really fucking just. Yeah, Slint starts feeling the turn. Let's as do well. it, yeah. Because like... he's like, I gave the order, and I would do it again. Gladly, as he was a traitor. Then he shouts out, the man tried to buy me. Almost like uh, trying to put more shame, besmirch Ned's name even more. Little dreaming, you had already been sold. Which is just the best comeback. Like, yeah. yeah, you were bought, you fucking... He tried to buy you, but he didn't have enough money to actually fucking pay you yeah, off. Yeah, you've already been offered, because you're such a little man, that you were happy with Heron Hall, a lordship in... A title yeah. and all that. And so Slint slammed his cup down and asks, Are you drunk? I'll not sit here and have my honor questioned. And Tyrion just without a beat, What honor is that? You made a better bargain than Sir Jacelyn, lordship in a castle for a spear thrust in the back, and you didn't even thrust the spear. And he tosses the clasp back and it bounces <laughs> off Slint's chest as he rises out of his chair. And now we get the... The, the, oh, the yeah, pettiness he, of Slint. Yeah, he turns. Yeah. He, he goes from having a jovial, drunken, droll night. And, well, because when he throws it back, Janos calls, he says, you're an imp. And, who like, who do you think you are? Which is where you see how stupid he goes. Because, yeah. like, like, really? And that's how Tyrion is. He's like, seriously? You're going to act like I, like, you know exactly who the fuck I am. Yeah. By the way, Janos... How many sons do you have? And puffing up, he says, "What are my sons to you, dwarf?" And that's strike two and three. Fireworks. Right there, he yeah. lights the fuse. Dwarf. Tyrion's anger flashed. You should have stopped it, imp. I am Tyrion of House Lannister, and if you had the sense the gods gave a sea slug, you would hit your knees in thanks that it is me here and not my father. How many sons do you have, Lord Janos? And Tyrion sees the sudden fear come into Slint's eyes, and he is the th- three, my lord, and a, and a daughter. Please don't, please, please, and starts fucking groveling. And Tyrion's like, end that shit. Yeah. I don't want any fucking groveling. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. So he tells him that the two youngest sons will be squired out to somebody. He hasn't decided where just yet. And the oldest will inherit all titles and lands. He says, uh, like... Yes, all that. But he says that they'll be treated gently. Like, oh, yeah, well, your no, children does... won't be harmed. Your two youngest may even become knights if they serve loyally right, and they're... faithfully. But for, you're fucked because of what you did. Your kids still have... Your oldest will inherit the title of Lord Janos. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then I actually do kind of like... Well, because then he tells him that the oldest will be responsible for getting the young the daughter married. Um, Lands will be given, but not Harren But Hall. not Harren Hall. He will be, right. It will be up to him to raise his own seat. He'll have to build his own home. There. And so Jano starts asking, stumbling out, asking what's going to happen to me, basically. And he tells him, there's a fucking boat. It's leaving in the morning. Summer's dream sails on the morning tide. She will call it Goldtown, the Three Sisters, the Isle of Skagos, and Eastwatch by the Sea. Do give Lord Commander Mormont my fond regards and tell him I've not forgotten the needs of the Night's Watch. I wish you long life and good service, my lord. So, yeah, fuck you, you're going to the wall. Bah. 
to you. <laughs> Tell Mormont, here I am, because you asked for men to serve. Yeah, yeah. And so Janos loses it here. He stands up, starts just calling a bunch of names out of Tyrion, and storms out. Basically, uh, talking about the, how much more powerful friends he has than oh, Tyrion. Oh, yeah, yeah. The king will hear of this, the and king, the queen. Certain, yeah. My nephew, my sister... Little finger, I've got powerful like, friends at court, and and he makes to leave. Um, and <laughs> the, as soon one, the as, best, one of the uh, best moments. In love the this. He opens the door, and standing there in his old armor, basically, is Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah, Lord Commander Jacelyn. Yeah, Bywater. And that's, yeah. Tyrion introduces him as Lord Commander Jason, and that, which is so great because Tyrion had already approved, appointed him. Like, Absolutely, it was throughout all this, John, yeah, yeah, he's waiting, and so getting his uh his. Opinion on J- Jason is matter. just per- well, like well, it just it, proves great, yeah. how, of course, he's going to be against anyone but who he wants because right. he wants he he thinks he's clever by and it's just fucking perfect. So yeah, the gold cloaks come in and they start backing him off and taking Slint, getting ready to lead him out. And uh, as they do, Tyrion hands Bywater a roll of parchment with another six he wants sent to the wall, but he tells them <laughs> one deem. Would not be it would not be a miss should he be lost overboard or lost yeah. at sea. And Jason Bywater is like the seas in the north are treacherous this time of year. I've heard. All right, uh, peace out, Al Ardeem. I heart Jason Bywater. Yeah, he's like I. You know, people are lost at sea all the time. So um, before we continue, they all begin to leave and head out, uh, collecting Jano Slint for his morning ride yeah. on the boat. But uh, before. Tyrion's next guest comes in. We're going to conclude and not conclude. We're going to go to our small council. We're going to do that. Foot and mouth. I'll see you after the break. Yeah. What up, my glip flops? What's going on? Welcome to the small council meeting. So... We only just got some uh, social stuff to hit up and We've catch up with today. We've only just begun. Because uh, I'm a big fan of this Tyrion chapter, and, and the next part especially is kicking it into high gear. So if you want to write in any inductees or your thoughts, opinions, feelings, maybe a rate and review, you can always rate and review us on any site, platform. platform, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. But, but we are also on the typical socials. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without, which is also the Instagram. Insta. We have a Insta. Insta. Okay. Yeah. We also have a Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Brotherhood Podcast. And important, very important, if you would like to support our podcast and help fund what we do here, go to our Patreon, where we put out bonus month, uh, bonus episodes each month. As I stumble over these words. La, 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 la. Uh, pay. Patreon.com slash without manners. I forgot what I was fucking plugging there for a second. Um, so, yeah, if you could support us there, that would be wonderful. We'd appreciate it. You get some cool little bonuses, different tiers. Uh, anything else? Our email. You can email us, which is where we are most readily available. Yeah. That's without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. It's nice and easy. All right. That's it. We'll let you get back to it. Tyrion, Tyrion, Tyrion. Give us reviews on stuff. Later. Thanks. sits alone for a while sipping some wine just kind of thinking about life love and the pursuit of happiness and then Varys floats in with his happy ass oh, 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 sweetly done my lord Varys knows what he's he, so Tyrion good was doing. this this reread I am enjoying everything about this motherfucker except for his moist damp 
hands. I always feel like they're weirdly soft and gross. And yeah, Varys' sort of optimism in ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo, and as you so aptly do, Tyrion says that he just had Alar Dean ordered to be thrown into the sea. He's getting more and more tempted to do the same with Varys, because Varys is just too much at this point. And, uh... Varys gives the, the yeah, big, the the big, big. Varys quote that a lot of people... This is where we get the most sound evidence that Varys is a mermaid. The most sound. It, it's it, Yeah, this is where the most sound evidence for that theory <laughs> comes from, so fucking buckle up. Um, he says, you might be disappointed by the result. The storms come and go. The big fish eat the little fish. And I keep on paddling. Oh, I've got it. Varys is Patface. Varys is fucking Gendry. Oh. I don't know if Gendry's still rowing in the book. Actually, I don't remember what the fuck happens with Gendry in the book, because it's Edric Storm. Edric Storm. But anyway. anyway. (laughs) So, Big Fish, Little Fish, it's a very popular quote with Varys. Um, And yeah, uh, this conversation is interesting, but it's interesting in bits. The dialogue is juicy as fuck, but essentially they they get down to Tyrion says it was Cersei who has been killing the babe. She all but admitted it. That's that's who Janos Slint didn't want to. Yeah, and Varys knew the whole fucking time. Varys titters nervous. Yeah, like because he doesn't he didn't want Tyrion necessarily to know that he knew. Um, and he, which kind of pissed Tyrion yeah, off yeah. for a second. And he's like, well, it's Can your you sister. Me? What do you expect? Yeah, Tyrion damn simple. Damn you, damn Cersei, and things and So that. we also get answer to your question from a while back there. Uh, Varys says that he had sent to have Gendry taken away and mm-hmm. saved from Cersei's wrath of murder. Yeah. And so it was Varys that had, but was it Varys himself? Or was it Varys sending an agent? Because no, he had no, sent somebody, I, I, right? I, yeah, I think he, he sent somebody. Um, he, because, yeah, the, the the conversation into this is Tyrion tells him that he knows he can't touch, well, like, he thinks about it, that he can't touch Cersei yet. Right. She, she's in a pretty good spot right now. So he's got to be smart with Cersei as he's been being, and then he tells Varys out loud, in the future you will tell me what you know, all of what you know, and (sighs) the eunuch's smile was sly. That might take rather a long time. I know quite a lot. And that's when Tyrion says, not enough to save this child, apparently, and Varys says, not this one, but another, an older, a boy. And so, yeah, Varys, I think it was an agent, probably. but But is he talking about Gendry at all? I would believe so. And not Fagon? I I mean I think that's the play here. An older is one. The the it's fun. A... Yeah, I think that's the the fun. But I do think he got Gendry. Technically, out. he was yeah. talking about Gendry. Yeah. In this in this point, and so yeah, uh, Tyrion brings up Ned Stark's death and how that was Joffrey's doing, and Varys. Essentially, they start getting into power and who uh, Tyrion's men and how many men Tyrion has and how oh yeah because he says you know he doesn't have to worry about Cersei he has the gold cloaks he has his own men and he's reminded Vilar of his loyalty to Casterly Rock not to Cersei right which is the captain of the the Lannister house guards and that's it they're Lannister guards they're not Cersei guards and I think that technically while it's kind of a, a stretch or a jump because you know who knows how long he's been here I'm. I feel like Vilar is more likely to want to follow Tywin's orders than Cersei's. Oh hell yeah! And that's just what it's going to come is, down to, which means like, obeying Tyrion and whatever Tyrion exactly. says. Exactly. 
So Tyrion vocalizes that he doesn't trust Varys, and he asks him, why are you so helpful? And Varys just answers, I serve the realm, the king, and you. So I really like, um, I just noted, I think that that's technically the actual order that he... The realm, the king, and then you. And then the hand. Yeah. Um, And so I think that his first order is always the realm, and then after that, he'll follow the king's commands if it fits the realm. And so I just thought it was interesting that he... Yeah. Those are the... Tyrion takes it a little more literally and asks, as you served Lords Aaron and Stark, and Varys answers that I served them the best I could, and I was most horrified by their deaths. Which is, we just learned, and Tyrion knows. He was surprised as all Mm -hmm. hell from it. And Tyrion says, think how I feel. I'm like to be next. And Varys gets real interesting here. Yeah, because he asks Tyrion about... Well, he starts swilling his wine around, and he says, oh, I think not. uh, Power is a curious thing, my lord. And he, perchance, have you perused that riddle I posed you the other day? And I just, I love the, like, for some reason, the swilling of wine in a cup is so, it's such a power move to me. It's so, Mm. like, and just the fact that he's like, no, like, I don't think you will end up like Ned Stark or John Aaron murdered suspiciously. Right, right, because he has the morality to do good things, usually, but he also has the intelligence and to play the game. not naive as all fuck, like Ned. So they get into the riddle, and Tyrion says that, yes, I've thought about it a lot. It's a question with too many answers. It depends on the man who holds the sword. Yeah, and Tyrion gets kind of aggravated and just wants the answer to the fucking riddle, uh, is basically where he gets yeah. to. Um, I think it's, because uh, I just jumped to the quote that he finally says, so basically what you're saying is that piece of steel is the power of life and death. And that's basically where the quote comes, is that, like, the important part of it is that it's the sword that has the power of life and death, and it's not true. Like, it's the wielder of the sword. Yeah, because Tyrion is saying that it would be... Because then, because once he he gives that... the power of life and death. Well, then he gets... uh, Fucking it. I... It really just pushes me towards that whole, have we ever actually seen Varys and Serial Pharrell in the same place? Have we ever actually seen them in the same place? Serial Pharrell is Varys. Because he interrupts him with a, just so. And then continues, but if he holds the power, why serve a king? And then they go into the circles about, you know, because if he serves that king, then that king can bring in more swords. But those swords hold the power for that king. And so why do they serve the king? And they just kind of do the roundabout that everyone ends up doing yeah, with Varys this riddle. smiles. He says, some say knowledge is power. Some say it comes from the gods. Others, it derives from law. Yet that day on Baylor's steps... Our godly high septon, the lawful queen queen regent, and your ever so knowledgeable servant were powerless. Who truly killed Eddard Stark? He asks a couple more questions, but that's truly the important one. Who killed Eddard Stark? Right. Was it Joffrey? Was it Illyn Payne? Was it the crowd? Was it and then he the gods? Right, finally gives the true answer the to answer. the riddle. Power resides where men believe it resides. No more. And no less. So it is a trick, then, and Varys confirms. A mummer's trick. A shadow on the wall, and yet shadows can kill in oft times. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. Now, 
can we ignore the Tyrion shadow casting the mini guy with the big shadow and instead go to Miri Master, where there are shadows literally dancing on the walls, and it's just a mummer's trick, but does that make it any less deadly? Because I mean, that was a big thing that we talked about during say, those. Can we fuck Miri Master and go into the future and say Renly Baratheon is going to get shanked in this book by a shadow monster? But is it on the wall? Because I'm specifically talking about dancing on the wall. It shadows. will. It, it, when Catelyn like creepy sees grudge it, walks and shit. Like it comes like, up. <laughs> yeah. So like shadows can kill. But yeah, it's just crazy yeah, that like it's how both a callback and a foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that and then the the direct correlation with the Tyrion because it was uh, Aemon who said that he was a giant. A giant he come, among, among, come among us. Right. Yeah. And Tyrion smiles, saying that he's growing quite fond of Varys, despite himself. And then, just truly curious, he asks, what are you, Varys? A spider, they say. A mermaid in reality. And, fuck off. (laughs) And Varys says, uh, spies and informers, we are seldom loved, but I am a loyal servant of the realm. And, again, Tyrion's curiosity. And I thought it was pretty brazen, but he asks, who cut you, Varys? Who are you truly? When and why were you cut? And it, the quote says, The eunuch's smile never flickered, but his eyes glittered with something that was not laughter. And he just says, My tale is long and sad, and we have treasons to discuss, my lord. So he skirts that subject. Ain't the time. Yeah. And, uh... So that... That, though, the smile is there, but the eyes glittered with, like... Like, uh, you touched upon a topic. Yeah. You touched something here. And so that's, uh, like, I just, I'm curious what that look is. Is it fear in Varys? Is it trepidation? Yeah, who knows? It could be anything. And so the the first treason is that the White Hearts plan to be leaving here in a few days to, I think they're just heading out to get more recruits or do something like that. But they're actually uh, going to Stannis to pledge to him instead. And that's no good. They decide to let Joffrey deal with that, keep him busy. I like that he says uh, let him – let him deal with Joffrey's justice. Yeah. Like, that's a, it's a sentence in itself. Like, Tyrion is sentencing him to Joffrey's, to Joffrey's justice, justice yeah. which was supposed to be the sentence. But, like, then we learn that the Red Wines, the two twins. Who are essentially in the same boat as Sansa. Yeah, hostages. Because she, in her chapter, had asked who made them ride in the tournament because they're there against their will. Yeah. They managed to pay off a city guard at one of the the exits yeah, to the docks. Uh, and they had gotten themselves jobs as oarmen on a boat where they were just going to fucking disappear yeah, and, the and escape. Runner. They had uh, bribed the man they had, uh, Tyrion decides that the man they bribed, the guard they had bribed, is to be sent to the Night's Watch along with Janos Slayer. Right, add him to the boat. And that they should increase security around the Moonrunner in case the Redwine twins try to bribe anyone else, but that the Redwine twins really aren't going to come to any harm about it because Cersei would be upset if something happened to them because they are her hostages. And less so that, but more on 
they don't need to lose any more fucking hostages because they've already lost enough. Like, I think that's part of his thinking there as well. Like, don't slay the fucking And this Red whole ones. time, I just love, like, Varys' commentary because he's just, like, making checks, oh, like, on very the... Oh, well yes, done. my lord. Wise well, decision. Prudent, prudent Very choice. clever, very and clever. And, yeah, so we also learned that last night, Timmet slew a wine cellar's son for cheating him in some gambling. Did he cheat? And Tyrion, yeah, asks, did he cheat? And... Varys says, oh, indeed. Then the city should be thanking us. Yeah, and then Timmit deserves the king's thanks. I, I don't I don't give a shit. And the last thing. And Not I the love, last thing, just yet. Yeah, uh, well, I love the way Varys phrases this because he says, we have been plagued, we, we have been hit by a sudden plague of holy men. The comet, following the comet, has just brought soothsayers and fucking holy men from all over. Now, I feel like this is Varys in this would be doing finger quotes. Holy men. I just like that to... he describes him like a plague. A yeah, plague just a of holy men. Foretelling doom and destruction to any who listen. And Tyrion don't give a fuck. Like, let them. Yeah, he's like, what, is, what are they doing? And they're Tyrion ranting. says they're inspiring fear. Like Varys says they're inspiring or that's fear. What I mean. yeah, and, Varys... yeah, and Tyrion's like, well, isn't isn't that exactly what you do, Varys? And Varys, oh, I would never. Well, I never. Oh, my God. And then uh, Varys brings up the fact that I Lord Giles, Giles had, at the meal before, they had raised, somebody had raised a goblet to Joffrey's health and said, to the king. And, and you'll Giles need three said, you'll more need three tankers. more. And Tyrion's t- like, I'm not having it. I dude, don't want to hear this like, bullshit. This is a dinner party jest. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not high treason. Le- ignore and Varys it. Like, says, like, that's wise. Wise like, in council. Yeah, like, that's... like, don't overreact like Joffrey would and go have the man's tongue cut out. Like, yeah. it was a fucking stupid thing said because there's currently three yeah, kings it wasn't out. any treason. Yeah, he's thing. not plotting. He's saying, yeah, exactly. It was a fucking jest in his cups. And so Tyrion... Sends Varys away. Varys leaves to start handling some shit. And Tyrion wonders how Cersei is going to take Jano Slint's removal. But not that there's really any time for her to react he, or yeah, respond. Yeah, and he's confident in the men around him. And then he thinks, but doubtless Lord Eddard Stark felt the same. Yeah, which is very interesting. But Bronn awakens because um, I think that oh. that's similar to what Ned was thinking. Doubtless, John Aaron thought he was safe as well. Oh yeah, like, yeah, things yeah. Like that. yeah. The just um, the domino effect of it. Yeah, so he gets up to leave himself, and as soon as he does, Bron is there. Yeah. Oh no, I lied. Bron is waiting Before for him in his solar, solar. Um, and he immediately asks about how how to go with Slint. How did how to go? Yeah, it went how fine. Was it? It was fine. Um, it was good. It was great. He Slint's tells gone. him Varys wants him to think he's replaced one of Joffrey's men with one of his own. When in reality, all he's done is replaced one of Littlefinger's with one of Varys's. Mm. Um, I don't think that that's... I mean, yes, definitely. But at the same time, I think that he is demonizing Varys a little bit there. Like, I think Jacelyn Bywater's a good guy I for the position. I think he's just the best choice. I think yeah. that Varys is putting him in there, not necessarily just because the guy will report to him, but because he reports to him in a way that, like, would, and really, that's where I'm Varys at. Like, prefers his birds, right? And so I think that he's because he reminds me of like, um, fuck, I can't believe I just forgot his damn name. Draw, uh, I lost it again. Jory Cassell. Oh yeah. Uh, just like an older, more veteran Jory. Just that very no. I'll report. I'll do my duty. I have certain things. Oh, this 
very, very bad guys, because that would be very not Ned-esque to toss Alardim over the boat yeah. and, like, have that happen. Bywater was like, no, I get you. Like, I, I, I'm i all right with that. That's fine. Yeah, so, it was a little more sellsorty. Yeah, so I don't think that it's necessarily he's putting his own man there as, like you said, one of the best men for the job. But uh, we learned that Braun has been hiring some new men and that that training's going all right, and he essentially has the men try to kill him, and <laughs> that yeah. pretty much tells him what he needs to and know. Tyrion freaks out, and he's like, well, what do, what do I do if they do kill you? He's like, that's the sword you'll need to hire. Yeah. That's the one you want. So Tyrion is kind of lost in his thoughts, and then he asks Bronn, if I asked you to kill a babe at his mother's breast, would you do it without question? And Bronn says, without question, no. And he rubs his fingers together. And I'd like, ask how much. I'd ask how much. And Tyrion thinks, oh, Cersei, you damn fool. Like, you want these men, but I've got a thousand of yeah. them. Like, they're everybody. You, you, I don't need your Alardim. I have my own already. Yeah. And he's way better than yours. And, like, Yeah, and then he thinks he wants to laugh, he wants to cry, but mostly... He wants Shay. Like, fuck this, man. This is brutal. Like, yeah. everyone around me is essentially willing to kill a baby for some sort of price. There is an asking price for almost everyone around me to slaughter an innocent. Yeah, it's like it's like the common question. It's like, it's not even a would you rather anymore. It's like, all right, what's your price? Yeah, what do you have to Where like? Do you like? What do I have like, to give you to kill this kid? $100. $200, like... Am I just washing your car real quick? Like, what's happening? Fuck. Yeah, it's brutal. It's, and then I think Tyrion is just done with it. Like, just the... How ob- oblivious Joffrey and Cersei are. But yeah, so I think... Um, Not knowing if Varys is trustable. I fucking love this chapter. Like, because oh we get to see... You know, we started to see the, the roots in that first chapter of his. But in this one, we see him starting to play the game. And, like, it's technically the exact same stuff we saw from Ned when Ned first came to King's Landing. But, fuck. I mean, like, it's Tyrion's well, second chapter, if, and we've got seven motherfuckers going to the right. wall, one of which is getting dumped in the sea no on shit. the way. And if you remember, Ned kept saying during his chapters and appointments with the people, like, with little, I don't play this game that you're playing, this fucking word game. Love He's games? dancing around, not love games. Love They're games? They're not playing love games. Tyrion thrives on that. And so to see it from the other side, it's almost like watching, you know, what the others were doing to Ned when Ned was there. But Tyrion's just doing it to all the people that they built up to fucking counter Ned. Yeah. Well, that was Tyrion, too. Got an inductee. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jason Bywater. Oh, yeah. Like, just a dope dude. He's fucking missing his hand. He's got a metal fucking... Uh, prosthetic instead or some shit there like he's a fucking bad he's yeah, gonna no, push LRD when he when Janice Lynn opened the door and it was him I was like yo who the fuck is it that's missing an arm and has like a hook for a hand like who the fuck is this and then it was Jason Lynn by water and I was like what yeah it was fucking sick so I I think that it was super cool I'm really uh, again cause through this reread we've been kinda noting names a bit more often trying to follow certain characters just to pay more attention to them, and I'm really excited to see what Jason Bywater does, because I, I suppose I've never really focused all that much on yeah. on him. So yeah, that'll be my inductee this this chapter. Word. Mine is going to go to Sir Horace and Sir Hopper Redline Hell yeah. for taking the initiative and bribing a car. And like they were good until Varys. You know what their problem was? They didn't have Sean Connery. 
I swear to God, I thought it was going to be something to do with Cowbell and I was going to punch you. <laughs> no, uh, I, rock. I like that they're, you know, they want out. They're not just being those passive fucking No, that's captives. super cool. They're, yeah, I've never noticed or never, because like, even before make, this. There's re- more than just Sansa who's, like, stuck here and people are making active attempts to yeah. flee the city. And that's a super interesting thing to me. That's what I'll I be super interested to see what happens with Sir Horace and Sir Hobber. Absolutely. In, in well, again, King's with Landing. what I was saying. Yeah, where, paying attention were, to the back yeah, characters. Exactly. So, yeah. Those are our inductees. We did get an inductee from Julian in France. Julian. That's just filler until I can get the email open. Um, And so this one, he had sent in once again before he realized that his chapters are not out of order. That's all right, Julian. We don't mind. But he says, oh, what a delightful conversation between Varys and Tyrion. A shadow on the wall, Varys murmured. Yet shadows can kill, and oft times a very small man can cast a very large shadow. Here is why Varys is my inductee this time. Power resides where men believe it resides, is another great line reused by Tyrion in late season 8 of the Game of Thrones show. Um, again, do we think that George R. R. Martin could use it in the same fashion in the future? I uh, He says, best of luck, Valor de Harris, but... I definitely think that it will be used in some fashion, um, just because it's a a fairly powerful line in general that Tyrion will be associated with characters where it'll work again. I feel as though in Winds of Winter, especially with the changes, which, Julian, you might not be fully aware of, the changes that occur from show to book with Varys and Tyrion yet, but... And Kevin Lannister. And Kevin Lannister. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I feel in Winds of Winter there is definitely a conversation to be had between Varys and Tyrion again, and I'm looking forward to that almost yeah, cause more it's, than anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's going to happen in Winds, or in, uh, yeah, in Winds myself. I mean, I, like, there's one last conversation between them, whether or not it happens in Winds or Dream. I have no idea. I don't, I, but... Well, that's what it, where it is. I don't know if it happens in Winds. I wouldn't think it would happen until the very end. Otherwise, I'm saying that a conversation between those two might not occur until... Well, I suppose unless Varys mermaids his way across the fucking I fucking hate sea. you. Shut but the well, fuck Otherwise, off. I'm thinking Dream of Spring Anyway, be... we're wrapping this episode <laughs> up because Mermaid Varys is just a step too far. I like tinfoil, but I ain't fucking stupid. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode, which will be... I close my which book. Which will is... be Arya 3, and it's going to be actually a super short chapter. Um... It's just a little brief interim of Arya talking and getting the idea of her list from her buddy Yorin. So Yorin, uh, catch us for that one, and then after that, we will be diving into our first Davos chapter yes. of the book. Yes, so, so excited for that. Join us next week, Arya three. Next week, yeah. Next episode for Arya three, and I'm out of here so I can stop fucking up, Valadar Harris. Peace.